0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Rum, do you hear something?
1: Yeah, what is that?
0: It's a bird. No. It's a plane. No, it's not that.
1: Ooh, it's the best of the buzz with Bill. Is that
0: right, eh? It's a good sign of things to come. Commentary on trending headlines with veteran AMI producer Bill Shackleton.
1: Well, now.
2: Billy! I say Shaq!
0: Yep, I'm
2: back. Redol rink remains closed. Um oh, nice. it's actually the earliest delayed the, the the latest it's ever opened is February 2nd 2002. So you can tell what that means. It's an example of you know how climate change is, is you know changing our weather patterns.
1: Wait say that again Billy the latest it was open are they, are, in the season was 2020
2: or 2002? Yeah that that's that's or is it the earliest or
1: no? I the, think the, that's the, the latest, latest you... so far.
2: Yeah, 80, okay, the latest the, so far.
3: Ever since they opened the canal in 1970, yeah. they. I yeah. mean, I remember times when it was open in November because the weather had been so cold that's right, for so yeah. long.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, and they haven't opened it yet, and we're not already yet. past the middle yeah. of uh, February. Wow. So it
1: may not open at all. Is what we're well, thinking? they're
2: saying they're saying it may not open, and you know how big the Rio Canal is um it's it's basically a 7.8 kilometer rink but it draws tons of people from all over europe and all over the all over this country and all over the world Mm -hmm. and there are people that have planned their trips for months um and i never even thought of of, that yeah so you you go over there you come over to this country and hope that when you get there the thing is open but it's not going to be yeah um there is well it may not be
1: even though temperatures are going to drop in the next couple of days. Yeah, maybe they'll get one day because there were several years where it was just open for a couple days, right? Is that right? Yeah, I, just I didn't know. One or two days because it really does depend on the weather uh, the, and not just the weather of the day, but the weather leading up to the day yeah. that it yeah. opens.
3: You know, interestingly, Ottawa is the coldest na- national capital in the world. So you'd think that, you know, if, if, the coldest national capital yes. in the world can't open. Yeah. It's a skating rink. Something's happening. Yeah, that's perspective,
1: right?
2: Yeah. And, and yeah, well, the, as a spokesman pointed out, a, a spokesperson pointed out, there is a skating rink near City Hall that you can skate, but it's not like the Rideau Canal, right?
1: No, and yeah. this is a different implication. Like when we're talking oh, yeah. about the Rideau Canal, we're talking about Climate change, like in my yeah, my opinion, sure. right? Yeah, <laughs> I think
3: the patterns,
1: like yeah, the patterns of weather and and why this you know natural body of water can't be open for skating and it won't freeze over enough or long enough to be skated on. That's much more concerning than just a tourism trip. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I guess we'll
3: have to start thinking about the tulip festival. Instead of the <laughs> skating on the Rio Canal. Yeah, well, well I, Ottawa's may- good for a lot, but whoa.
2: It is. Yeah. Maybe it won't be too cold for the 2 festival. I hope not.
1: I hope not. Do we know Come when on. that is, by the way?
2: Well, it's. Wh-
3: wh- I'll tell you that, and I know we're going to be talking gardens again quite soon, but um, I've already begun to see bulbs coming up in my garden, and that's very, very early this year. So it could be that the tulip festival will will happen, you know, weeks earlier than it normally does. Normally, it's in May, I think, but uh, it could happen in April if the warming trend keeps up. Wow!
1: Yeah. Do either of you skate, or when was the last time you had, or have A you? A long lived? time ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've never, think- I've
2: never been on the Rideau Canal, and I'd be interested to know if there's any vision impaired people is it a long narrow thing and do you need a guide or i don't know how that works
3: well I... it's 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 the canal so it's you know um big enough for boats to pass each other uh, you know when when there's no ice so it's but i would i would imagine that if if there are uh, low vision uh skating groups that that they would have you know some some way of making sure you're going in the right direction but it's it's a long a long route. I mean, I, there were people who I knew who lived in Ottawa who would skate to work. Yes, you you know yes. they would just you know put their skates on, put their shoes in their backpack, and then uh, a skate large
1: to work. percentage of people Danielle still yeah. do it. Well, so not you're this missing year. Out, exactly. You're missing <laughs> yeah. out on the transportation aspect of it That's too. Right? Yeah. Whew. I That's will say the fun. I went to uh, Ottawa for a couple of days at the start of the year and I took my skates. I kept my fingers crossed very tightly, but no, the canal was not open. No. We no. talked about it on a, the, the walking tour, but unfortunately, no. No, that's a shame really, because that's, that's really definitely is. one of the
3: highlights really. I,
1: it yeah. would be, yeah.
3: And also I believe that there are booths that sell hot chocolate and beaver tails right on a the Yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Mm. Especially during their winterlude, right? Like it's just the highlight.
3: Yeah. So that, that, and that, that, that must be meaningful as far as tourist dollars are concerned. Mm I would think.
1: Man, I, I, I just went from Toronto. I can't imagine, you know, from all the way around the world coming in to see the, to skate on or to just hang out with the Rito Canal and not having the opportunity.
3: Well, especially you know that the sucks. Americans who come up in August with their skis because they think it's always so cold <laughs> yeah, in Canada. Yeah. We'll bad for them the nasty, most. Yes, right. In in for a nasty surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, <quick>. August? <laughs> yeah, yes, I have I have heard of it, and I've actually seen it once or twice because they uh, go, oh, Canada. That's a cold country. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so
1: cold.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go to Dubai. Um, Oh, Dubai! Dubai again. Plans? Yeah, hang on. Get your pack your bag. Uh, Dubai plans for flying taxis again. Um, So basically, in since twenty for twenty twenty six. Sorry. So Associated Press. So this is going to take place if it goes. So ever since two thousand seventeen, Dubai has been sort of they, they've tried to roll out this flying taxi thing and and I guess yeah. it's it's pretty vague but in this in this time they're they're basically ruling they're they're rolling out new features and they're basically going out and we' they're they're revealing how they're going to do this so what they've what they're going to be doing is they are going to have um, I think they call very ports um i i can't pronounce, um very 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 points which are near the dubai air international airport and they have they're gonna have two launching platforms and two and four charging stations for these uh flying taxis um it's basically the cost is gonna be like a like the the a little more than a limous
1: limousine Oh, um, okay. Well, this is yeah. for the bougie of us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess so. All right.
0: Well, well, the the lift would be something else, Billy. I mean, what I first ever heard about these is they would take one individual. Um, you you would fly, and I can't think of the height. I, I want to say 40, 50 feet above uh, the ground, maybe. That's it. Um, and and uh, yeah, because of just obviously safety, and you're just sitting in this open air. I believe it was an open air um disc like thing.
1: It's not disc- even yeah. enclosed.
0: I don't well, these ones that they're looking at might be, right, Bill? I, I don't know if if there's much I wasn't information able to, on the kind. Yeah.
1: If I'm paying premium prices for my air taxi, I I don't want my hair to be a mess when I get off the ride.
0: Well, their view, I, yeah, agreed. Um their view, isn't it, Billy, more the convenience and how fast. And in theory. I mean, you'd think it'd be cheaper because they'll be able to there'll never be rush hour traffic until there's a few thousand of these flying out sure. in the air at the same time. um but you would think that going from an airport to downtown, not having to worry about certain things like traffic or you know roadways it would be I won't say cheaper, but it's certainly worthwhile for the money that you're going to be spending
1: Wait okay the, sorry, Billy go.
2: The traffic um, is, is a problem over there, and this would alleviate mm-hmm. that. I wasn't sure, able to find out whether the vehicles were closed or not, but I can tell you one dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. The, orig- the original design or the original idea was to, vehicles to be autonomous, which there is no bloody way nice. that I would want to fly <laughs> in an autonomous vehicle.
1: In this um, so, spaceship taxi, 50 yeah, feet above right. the ground?
0: <laughs> that's right. It's, it's a weight allowance, right? Because they also put a restriction on how heavy the passenger could be. Yeah.
1: No, but I have a serious Whoa. question. I, I can't do, like, this um, vertical math. 40, 50 feet is how high? Like, how many stories?
0: Three. Three oh, to four stories.
1: 10 feet. Yeah, and, uh, three, and I can't feet, remember. Yeah. Three stories high. So it's yeah, not like, even like you could take shortcuts over rooftops and buildings well you
0: could i think you could right bill but i think i'm just not sure they're going to allow
1: yeah well yeah it has to be such a such a controlled
0: like if you spend too much time in the airport bar they don't really want to worry about you rolling off the (laughs) flying (laughs) flying saucer and landing and being another another reason to close the thing yeah and they might like i would imagine they're going to right bill
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 I'm sure that the areas that you would fly over would be relatively, speaking, you're not going to be able to go everywhere on these things um, yeah, because they, they the have price. to go to, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd run into people's drones and all sorts yeah, of crazy would. stuff. So yeah, they're going to have would. to have some kind of planning. Yeah. And directing.
2: Still, wow. though, like it's, <laughs> it's really a little futuristic and I don't know how well it's going to work. I mean, how, you know, there's I a lot of things that we don't thing. know.
1: And yeah, you know what? If anybody were to pick it up, it would be Dubai. Like they're they're just yep. so involved technologically. But you know, we'll
0: see. And they have a crush yes. of of traffic right now that is really yeah. Involved. They do.
2: This first one is really cool. Um, it's basically use face masks. Used face masks get a second life thanks to vagina engineer. So CBC News brings us this story. Um, So basically, researchers uh, researchers are saying that hundreds of billions of these, you know, single-use masks are just lying in the landfill or lying in garbage cans or wherever. Um, A engineering student from Regina has turned her attention to basically how, what, what can these things be used for? So basically, she has come up with a method. So what she does is she dries them. Um, well, she basically leaves them alone, makes sure the viruses have all dissipated, um, mm-hmm. then removes all the metal. So you know the 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 metal at the top and the and mm-hmm. of these things, and then um, basically she mixes. Well, she cuts them into strips, she puts them into puts them into a shredder, and it basically the shredder um, it comes out as some sort of a fluffy material, as the article said. She mixes that with sand and old tires, and puts them in a convection oven uh, for two hundred on um, two hundred degrees Celsius um, for two hours, and the resulting material. Depending on how hard it is, can be used from countertops to paving blocks. So oh, I was wondering
1: where this was going. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> well, right. Well, but, she.
3: You know, I think this makes so much sense because, uh, you know, there are. If you look down at the ground, um, face masks have taken over from cigarette butts. Yes. They're yes everywhere, yeah. you know, they're in parks. They're on the sidewalk. They're in the middle of the road. So if she's able to gather these things together and turn them into something useful, that's wonderful. I, You know, right on. Yeah.
2: I've heard paving blocks. I've heard chalkboards. I've heard rulers. There huh. seems to be, depending on, like I guess sometimes it's brittle, sometimes it's not uh-huh. when it comes out.
1: But cool. there's no end to what she's doing with these things. I wonder how textured it feels. Like, you know how you can get um, not quartz but granite tops countertops yeah. and you can feel really just like the grooves and and bits and pieces of it
3: i bet you could texture it any way you like i mean uh-huh. if he's putting sand and old iron yeah
1: to,
2: yeah i think yeah. it said
3: olive oil to, to pull it all yes, together olive oil,
2: yes yeah
3: i mean <laughs> you could probably you know change the how you mix it. it sounds very very fine i wonder if we'll see things for sale that advertise that they're made from old face masks. And if people will say, I don't think I want something made I from an old face mask. yeah, if they'll say, what a great idea. Hard it to definitely know sounds so, like
1: but... at the beginning, you know, you're like, ugh. But, yeah. but by the end of it, it does sound just like one step up from a DIY project at home, A craft yeah. project. Well, I, I think, you know, once it
2: goes through the shredder in the oven, the vi- any virus is dead on it. I, oh, I mean, sure. if it isn't, it would be. I would think so. Yeah, I would yeah. hope. Well, that's why the process
1: is important, right? Like you broke down the process before even getting to the product. And I was like, why? But it makes much, a lot of sense. Yeah. I guess you can
3: Mm -hmm. boil it before you do anything or something (laughs) like like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Funding woes inspire $25,000 pitch competition for black entrepreneurs. Um, Canadian wow. press brings us this kind of interesting. So basically, immigrating to Canada from Kenya with dreams of her, of starting her own business, Jackie Cassandre, um, soon discovered that the banks weren't actually opening their vaults to her. Mm-hmm. And so she, she f- uh, founded the, um basically the 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 uh, the the business that helps black entrepreneurs um basically start businesses and they are she's pitching a $25,000 um prize which is going to go to a black entrepreneur who has you know who wants to start their own business and she basically is saying that we you know people of color don't always get the same privileges, you know, if you don't own a home, you don't have credit history Mm
0: -hmm. often,
2: Mm -hmm. you know, we've heard this story before, right? Um, So people are, people of color aren't necessarily getting the recognition or getting the money they need to start a business. So what she, her company is actually um, is going to give a a business entrepreneur, $25,000 to start a business. And, the The difference be, um basically what the qualifications are is rather than doing a written submission um she is they're they're going to be accepting a video um submissions for potential um you know entrepreneurs oh and I think that's in the cool. day in, in this day and age we need video- i mean people are getting you know they want to do videos right.
1: Well, it's a more creative um, approach than to... I think
2: I think it is. Could so be. basic, yeah. So the the I mean I remember when I was first getting my first credit card it was like the the system turned me down because of, you know, the the things we talked about, history, the lack of and the lack of owning a home and so on and so on. So yeah. I think these these people need all the help they can get.
3: Well, I mean, we're really talking about, you know, the prejudice that, mm-hmm. that banks ex- have the right to exercise. I mean, back in the day, women couldn't get credit cards yeah. unless they had a man sign for them, their father or their husband or somebody who was considered to be more responsible. Um, and I know that, you, you know, the, one of the other problems is in Black communities, there aren't always bank, banks available. So, you know, it, it really is a, a hardship for entrepreneurs who are black to be able to just to, to start their businesses this sounds like a great kickstart for somebody um i would i would love to hear more about uh who's who's entering the competition and you know who it is who will end up getting the twenty five thousand. sounds brilliant well, I,
2: I think we're going to find out on in on february 24th they whittled it down to two or three um Super. and you know, I mean it's it's they can't give twenty five thousand thousand out to everybody. Yeah, um, too bad.
1: that's the hard <laughs> I was actually gonna ask about that. Do you know how they're whittling it down? How they're they, they choose who ends up getting is there a voting process or Oh,
2: they're gonna yeah, they're gonna vote. It's judged. Okay. Um, all I know is it's judged. Um so good luck to that person who um, you know, gets this award. Yeah, these people are gonna me have a, curious.
3: I hear they're going to have a pretty impressive speaker at their... Uh, Mikel uh, Jean. Michael Jean. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, these well, projects are so have?
1: interesting, right? Because there are all kinds of uh, representation questions and um, uh, I guess situations that we have to consider. As you mentioned, Danielle, the history of what we know and what's available to uh, the BIPOC community. And I think that as long as the the representation is being seen in the judging uh, part of it, you know who gets who gets the money. Uh, then the the conversations can be very authentic.
3: Yeah, we, that's true. We do need to know who who who, who has the expertise to judge mm. uh, the the entrepreneurial entries. Interesting question.
2: Well, the name of the organization is the Nonprofit Black Entrepreneur and Business Society Mm. um, that she's funded. So good luck to that. Toronto Woman um, promotes ostomy bag awareness. So... Uh She's saying, if we don't talk about it, if we don't teach people about it, how are we going to expect them to accept us uh, for who we are? Says um, Jessica Grossman, who founded the non-profit Ostomy magazine. Basically, this woman is... Um, when she was in, very, very young, she basically had um, an ostomy, and she was very concerned. The doctors basically told her that she would be, if she didn't have it, she might not have long to live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, we she talks about in the article all the things that, what kind of clothes am I going to wear? How are people are going to accept me? How am I going to hide it? Um, the, the bag and she's basically promoting the fact that ostomy is you know it's who you are and you know it's there's nothing to be ashamed of and she's mentoring patients who are going to have the surgery and basically saying that you know um it's okay you're still a person you just have a bag and you know that type of thing uh, no. it
3: really is courageous isn't, yes. isn't it because no, it i is. mean so many people have been taught, oh, you mustn't let people know that, yeah, that you have right. a stoma, you know, yeah, the, the that's opening right. on your on your abdomen. You mustn't let people, you know, people are going to think that, that there's something terrible, uh, you know, they're not, they, and there are all kinds of prejudices around this sort of thing. I, I had friends when I was growing up who had had this procedure and, you know, they wouldn't go swimming or they wouldn't go to the beach or they wouldn't be any place where. Um, they might have to, you know, where where it might be visible, and I think that's that's sad. I think this woman is courageous and smart.
1: And this conversation yeah. feels so familiar. Um, if you're a person with a visible disability, right? Like right. the the awareness around the white cane, a wheelchair, um, walkers and walking sticks and the just anything, to be honest, prosthetics, uh, where you don't want to hide it or maybe you're just coming to terms with accepting um, these these devices, these adaptive devices or uh, parts of you, extensions of you as a person with disability. And yet, you know, there's the part of you that just wants to be normal, that just wants to have... Uh, a normal time or wear something fashionable or, you know, show up to an activity like you mentioned swimming, Danielle, and do it like everybody else there without the stares and the judgment and, you know, you're the elephant in the room feeling.
3: Yeah, I I, I think that, you know, for the, the more society learns about all the different ways we can be, the better we all will be. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we it, it's it. There's nothing shameful about having to use some kind of assistive device. And Mm -hmm. actually, that's what an ostomy is. Um, You know, I I, I think, yeah, three
1: cheers. Honestly, and and the exposure is the biggest thing. Uh, Sometimes I wonder, you know, how many people, how many kids specifically, I expose to the white cane when I take public transit. And right. I, I know I do because you can hear the kids asking, mommy, why is she carrying that? Right. Like that kind oh, of yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, but I, I've become much more okay with it because it's true. You're exposing people and especially from a young age. So I, I agree oh. with you, Danielle. She's very courageous in doing this. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult that the person with the disability
3: is always in this, in a situation yes. where they're the teacher yes. where you have to teach somebody else. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it seems to come with the territory. I think that more of us tabs, you know, people like me, temporarily able bodied, um, we need to step up and and say to our kids, yep, that's the way it is. That's and right. uh, some people have this and some people have that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just, you know, how we all get through a day, you know, yeah. as we're talking about, you know, can you get up in the morning? Yay. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Bill Shackleton is a usual suspect on our show, Kelly and Rumya. You can catch Shaq skulking around the studio on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the end of the first hour of the show. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more of the buzz.
3: The Best of the Buzz with Bill features Bill Shackleton, Kelly McDonald, and Rumya Amuthan of the AMI show, Kelly and Rumya. The technical producers of this podcast are Matt Agnew,
1: Jeff Ryman, and Grace Schofield. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank.